Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff, and yeah, it's just me for now. I thought I would do this thing where, you know, we're scheduled to record at like 5.30, and Jake texted me and said that he was going to be a little late because he has gas, or has to get gas, one of the two. Um, So I thought it'd be, you know, silly if he walks in and I'm sitting here recording by myself. Um... I have my switch in front of me. A uh, guy at work told me that um, I guess they have Nintendo 64 games on the switch now. Um, it's part of like their switch online, which makes it like $50 a year, which normally it's $20 a year. So are Nintendo 64 games worth it? I don't know. Um, but mostly I was just going to take this time to, I don't know, vent and talk about my thoughts and feelings. Um some things I've kind of talked to Jake about <clears throat> with Jake about um off air but I don't know we'll just we'll just wing it. So Cheyenne is playing soccer um and we've signed her up for a soccer camp. We have another camp I think coming up next month that she's going to do. Um she really enjoys soccer. I think I don't know. I hope I like to imagine, you know, she said that she's played a little bit in Texas before she moved here. Um, oh, also, she has been here for a year officially. So um, that's something we're celebrating. It's super exciting. Um, you know, there's been a lot of growth. There's some things, you know, we're still working through. But overall, she's just been awesome. Um, just to think about, you know, everything really in, in perspective. When you put things in perspective, it's it's actually a lot of growth. Um, it's just the day to day, you kind of get lost in the day to day of, of what isn't changing or, or what is continuing. Um, but anyways, so soccer, uh, you know, we went and saw the thorns and then she watched the Timbers, um, play in the MLS cup. Um, and that was like an intense game and a fun game to watch. So I don't know. I, I like to hope or imagine that my interest or yeah, my interest in soccer kind of motivates her, but she, you know, it's 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 her first time playing in years, um, and there's a little bit of a hes- hesitancy there as far as, like, aggression and, like, getting out there and taking the ball and, and challenging other people from the team. And, you know, I took sports psychology. Was it sports psychology and sports and society at Clark College? Um, two classes. I don't know. If you're young enough to, like, be interested in taking classes at Clark, take those classes no matter what. Well, only if they're taught by coach Arnold, if they're not, then don't take them. But, um, just, just putting, you know, it's just, um, looking at the world through sports, I think is so interesting. And I know that, you know, there are some listeners who don't care about sports, but I mean, it just using it as a, um, Almost like a, I can't think of the word right now. I'm just fresh off work. But, you know, just as an example or um, uh, anyway. So um, just, you know, in one of those classes we had to like read or we had to read. We read about like how parents can be to their kids in sports. And then one of the assignments was to actually go to like um, a kid's sporting event and then just listen and just listen to the parents and then come back and write a paper and that assignment was so revealing and just like kind of 
the pressures that parents put on kids and the expectations and the just how kind of forceful parents can be. And I was like, I'm never going to be like that. You know, naturally, that's your your instinct. But then you have a kid who's in sports. And does that change? Um, I think for me, it was more of like a, a protective kind of thing. Um seeing maybe shortcomings in the game for her and just in, like, you know, signing her up for camps and stuff. Uh, you know, I think the more exposure that she has to the actual game, then she'll be more aggressive and, and find that um, comfort and find that um, just ability, right? So, you know, it's just me in this, going down this mental rabbit hole of like, okay, so turns out like I am kind of like those parents, which I'm, you know, it's just me like, you know, come on, we've got to find a way if like, if we're going to play the sport, we want to get better. Why do we want to get better so that we have fun? Um, Cause they're not having fun if they're, <laughs> they're losing. And that's, you know, part of the conversations that we have, but also, you know, I know that like, I know how, you know, even just the experiences she has in like in her day to day with kids her age and just how nasty kids can be and how rude and there's no filter and they don't care about feelings when you get in a competitive environment, you know, without maybe that proper training or understanding of sports and teamwork, um, especially, you know, at, at all stages, I guess, not just a specific age, but like I imagine kids are like super nasty. So, you know, after camp, I was like, dude, like, you know, I'm, you got to step it up. Like, not because like you suck, but because like, I want, if you want, if you're going to play, like, let's play to be good. Right. Let's play to be good, to have fun, you know? And this, this conversation just goes completely over her head and it's just like, yeah, whatever dad. <laughs> um, but well, Logan's digging around in the garage. Hey, Logan, get out of there. Um, but then she has like a rough game and her teammates are like calling her out and they were not kind. And, you know, after the game, I'm like, so what's up, dude? How was it? It was not good because everybody called me out. And I think it's so good for her teammates to to call her out. I mean, if they're doing constructively, doing it constructively, which I don't think they were, because at that age, how can you how can you think of it as that right but then I started thinking about like my own sports journey and I played soccer till I was like in uh seventh grade or something like that from like five to seventh grade five years old to seventh grade and you know at what point you know I try to remember there's a lot that I block out from my childhood just because of trauma and stuff and I I try to like pinpoint these moments or try to look for them I guess in this this uh, dark darkness of my memory. And I think I remember a time where, you know, my coach was like, dude, like you can, you can check them. Like there's a, there's a level of checking in soccer that's allowed. And for me, that completely changed everything. Like I'd always been hesitant and like scared and like, I don't want to get a foul. But then coming to a place where you understand that like fouls aren't going to get you kicked out of the game. Fouls aren't going to get you in trouble. Um, and it's kind of the point of the game is like they're on the other team. If you don't take it, then they're going to take it. So I guess me trying to do that exercise within, you know, my own thoughts to to consider like at what point was it that I got to that point, you know, to that spot in my soccer career where I'm like, nope, 
I need to, I just, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to try to be better. And I don't think it was until I was older, um, maybe like seventh or eighth grade, you know, so we're approaching those ages for her. But then, you know, as an adult, I think about like me playing basketball and I always kind of played basketball with friends, you know, um, growing up and stuff. And, and like Jesse, he would always just be like, dude, you have the ugliest shot, but somehow it goes in. Like I was told that all the time. Um, and then it was just like when I got older, I was like, hey, we should do a league. I'd never played in a league before, tore, tore my ACL the first season. And that for me was kind of recognizing like, oh, dude, you have no idea how to play basketball because you've played one season and you tore your ACL. And it was on a dumb play. And it was because I didn't know better. And for me, that was me kind of looking at that as like a challenge and I wanted to be better. But that's an adult kind of going through that mental exercise. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. I don't know. So her friend supposedly it wasn't her. Hold on. Uh, parenting. Yeah, Jen just came in and kids, man, they're so curious. Anyway, so as I was saying, like, you know, that's an adult Jeff kind of going through the process of like recognizing, okay, I'm clearly not talented enough for this. I'm not good enough for this. Um, to the point where I'm now getting injured, um, and that injury kind of made me reset everything and kind of be able to, to recognize that like, Oh, I can study, I can study this and I can, um, get, I guess, to the fundamentals, which is so nerdy, but that's like kind of why I fell in love with the fundamentals of basketball was because it was like, it's stripped of everything, stripped of even the ability to like shoot a jumper like I had to just do it flat footed uh, which got me to work on the mechanics and I don't know there's something fun about completely stripping it all down and saying okay I know nothing and then starting at the very basics um, which I think that for Cheyenne in this case is kind of robbed of but yeah I don't know those are just kind of my thoughts I've been thinking about lately um, I think Jake's almost here so we'll just wait a minute and see if he comes on in okay yeah that wasn't him um now i'm spying through my cameras to see um when he does show up hopefully that all that whole you know spiel wasn't too deep but that's where i go to in my head is start thinking about things i was just thinking about like how you know with school and when i was working at that god-awful place just how you know i was like i don't have time for anything and now that I have way more time and I'm way more available, I still like am struggling to like, I just want to do all the things and I don't have enough time to do all those things. Right. Which is what we always say. But um, I don't know. It's silly. I will update you guys. I went and saw Deanne today. Um, actually, kind of kind of in person. Um, she's in she's out of the hospital and in a care facility and she's doing awesome. Um, and I got to visit her. Um, we kind of, we stood outside her window cause they're not allowing visitors inside. Um, but it was, it was good to see her and she got to show off and like stand on her own, which is just incredible. I mean, it's just from, from where she was to where she is now. It's, it's just been insane. Um, Jake's just now pulling up. <laughs> I see him with the camera. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's. I, I don't know how much I'm going to get into this. Maybe maybe this is the conversation I'll start with Jake. But 
I think with like everything that's going on, I've been thinking about my own like mortality, which is kind of dark and I guess kind of deep, right? Um, but I mean, this change in jobs for me, um, and this like path to like maybe a more professional career has got me feeling like, oh, um, like, oh, this is life. Oh, well, you might hear the dogs as Jake's now walking up to the house. Um, but it's like, it's interesting because I love my job so much. And I mean, it's not so much the job, which I do enjoy, but it's, it's, it's all the things that come with it. It's the free time. It's the, um, actually getting sleep and being well rested and then being able to hang out and spend time with my family in the evenings and then doing this stress free. And I don't know. I mean, there's so many elements to it that I'm just really enjoying. Um, but there's also a part of it that kind of makes me face my own mortality. Hi, Jake. What a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Welcome to Say What You Mean. Sorry, was, on a, was I on a hot mic? Oh, yeah. I've been Ooh. going since 530. <laughs> Have you really? <laughs> I was like, screw it, dude. I'm just going. <laughs> nice. Well, so, I'm excited to listen to yeah. what you've been saying for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> um, I thought I would. I, I'm transitioning into this topic that I was just discussing with the audience about like. Oh, hi, audience. Yeah. My own mortality. Oh. Yeah. Are you dying or something? No, but I've just been getting deep in this conversation by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been thinking more and more about like my own I gave an update about Deanne. I went and saw her and like we we can't go visit her, but we like saw her outside the window, which is cool. Oh great. Um, well, I wish I would have known that before I walked in and tried to do my best Biden impersonation. Why? Well, you're talking about a serious I mean, topic and then I come in and I mean, it, call you a dumb dude, look, bitch. this Jeff show would be depressing <laughs> as fuck if it was just me. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, thinking about all the good things in life, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying my job a lot. I'm enjoying the free time. Um, I have, you know, I'm doing more, right? I, I, I just feel better. Mm-hmm. I went and got new contacts so I can what? see when I played basketball. Hey, that's a huge development. Um, yeah. And I mean, you came and played basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... What the mortality thing comes in is like, you know, with like the the seriousness of like what happened with Deanne and like, yeah, honestly, like all these deaths with Omicron, not 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 Omicron specifically, but mm-hmm. just COVID. But then, dude, at my work, like, and, and you probably see this quite a bit. I mean, obviously, people are coming to you for applying for Social Security, mm-hmm. but like, people are like, hey, like, I can't, you know, I can't do jury duty. Um, for a multitude of reasons, but like, I mean, sometimes they're so health specific and like, you'll have like a 90 year old who's like, I'm ready to go. Like, I can't wait. And then you have like a 56 year old who's just like, I just, I don't even have the use of my legs anymore. And I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like which, which roll of the dice am I? Yeah. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So it's just got me thinking like, I want to go to the gym more. I want to play basketball more. Um, I have a desk that converts to a stand-up. Mm. I think I told you that last yeah. week. Um, those are the best. I have one yeah. of those, too. So I'm like, all right, at this time, I'm just going to stand at least for a half hour. Well, then I stood for, like, hours. And then I was, you know, I, I'm like, all right, now walk around. So I walk around the jury room a little bit, and then I come back, and I start working again. But I don't know. I'm just trying to be more aware and self-conscious about, like, what I'm, what am I spending my time doing? For sure. Well, being healthy and then and being purposeful about like the things you're doing, which yeah. makes you present. It's all good things, right? So. Right. 
Excited I don't to know. Hear that. I'm just trying to trying to do more. Trying to trying to live, brother. I mean, because you know, Jen's brother and I had a really good conversation this weekend about. He's like, I don't know, twenty something, but he's like, I don't know, I don't even know what I want to do with my life, and like, he's not going to college or anything yet, and he's working at a place I used to work at, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I can't find what I want to do, and we had a really long conversation about identifying kind of the things about yourself that you know that you know, mm-hmm. and then maybe things that you don't know about yourself Mm -hmm. but having a conversation with yourself about that and just saying okay what is it that i like to do why do i like to do those things and then just keep asking why Mm -hmm. you know yeah and then and it's totally okay when you're 20 to not know fuck yeah well i mean not necessarily because he's getting hammered by siblings saying dude figure it out figure it out loser (laughs) well i mean i i I i mean it's hard to ignore those voices but at the same time like you do so much growing between 20 and 25 mm-hmm. and 25 and 30 yeah. like you're not the same person no. you're, and you're i don't know like what you like and how you see yourself like right. completely changes some there are some people who are at 20 like i know exactly what i want to do and then they yeah. go do it yeah not that was not me <laughs> not me dude hell no not me but we had a great conversation about like finding what you love to do and you know he's like well i took a personality test which is huge like I would never do was that. Was it the Enneagram? I don't, I'm not sure it was. I, I don't know what it was, but it said like he was an, uh, what did it say? An, uh, I want to say advocate was like a title that it gave him. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what it was. The gotcha. personality. Jen does all that crap mm-hmm. too, and I see Kylie doing it. A bunch of oh, yeah. hippies. Um, so hippies. He's like, a, you know. And then I was like, you know what? That I think describes you perfectly. So we started looking up different jobs that were for that personality type. And. I don't know. It's just like having this and understand, like being able to have this conversation from a place where I genuinely feel good. Mm -hmm. Like I feel awesome. But then also having a sad conversation about like, dude, I had a conversation with myself a month ago before I had this job about like, well, I guess you better just buckle up because this is your fucking life now. (laughs) And it's depressing, dude. If I was still Mm -hmm. there. Oh, my God. I just feel way happier, mm-hmm. way happier. Yeah. And I want that for him mm-hmm. and I want that for everyone. Yeah. There's no reason you should do bullshit ass jobs. Like there will always be more money. Mm-hmm. There will always be more money. Like if you're looking for a job based on money, you're going to be fucking miserable. And that's kind of the conversation we had. Like the cost isn't worth it. Like what it takes on you and your body and your family and your emotions and all of that. You know, the people say that money can't buy you happiness, right? Well, you can do more shit, but you're also sad Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Unless you're doing something that you enjoy, right? Is this the position that I'm always going to be in? Absolutely not. But it's doing something that I I want and I I like it. Mm -hmm. Dude, today I got to revamp the whole website for uh, jury. Hmm. Like if you go to Clark. .wa.gov and you click on like jury or uh, superior courts and you go to all the jury pages mm-hmm. I rewrote all those nice dude that's really cool that's fun shit yeah. like I'm like oh yeah here I am using my masters in strategic <laughs> communication I want to strategically build this website yeah right oh this oh I don't like that word that's uh you know I don't know anyways so my own mortality I mean it's fun to have this conversation with Johnny as he oh shit I outed him <laughs> 
Uh, with, I figured that too. That was. yeah, with John yeah. as he kind of finds his path, and he's like sending me jobs, and I'm sending him jobs, and like you know, kind of showing him like here's a end goal job. It was like a because we one, one thing we talked about was like outreach. He likes to help people, and he likes to engage with people. Sure. And I'm like, dude, that's something that maybe just I told him to go shadow people because I don't think people will shadow enough people to like get an understanding of what jobs are like. No. Did you ever shadow a teacher? My mom. I mean, but like, were you going to go, what did she teach, elementary? Yeah. Were you going to teach elementary? No. That's what I'm saying. So I, I went and shadowed my cousin, who's a high school teacher. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Not bad. I was scared straight, dude. You're scared straight. <laughs> That's not what I want to do. I was like, hell no, I ain't doing that. Anyway, so that's my spiel on uh, mortality. I don't know how you feeling. You're okay. going to die or what? I hope not. Yeah, dude, you can't. But there are so many things out there. There's all the that can just get you. Yeah. You even know it. Lions and tigers and bears. Almost got taken out on the way to work the other day. Just like some dude not even paying attention. Was he driving? Yeah. Dude, I don't trust drivers. Dude, they're terrible. Do you ever like come to a stop and like your light's green mm-hmm. and for some reason you don't go? Like you just give it yeah. an extra pause. Mm-hmm. Phew, they fly past you. Yep. That would have killed you. Would have. Yeah. Yeah. No, like this dude wasn't like we were on the we were on the Glen Jackson like the four like on going on to four hundred five. Hell no! And this dude just like shoots across three lane like one lane, two lanes, and then I'm like, oh shit, he's coming over. And then I threw it like I had just enough space to like just miss him, but he just like didn't yeah. didn't wasn't looking to. Were do you heading shit. here? Uh, no, I was heading to work. So it was like in first, the morning. It was like first thing in the morning. Who the hell yeah. was that excited to get to work? He's probably running late. Yeah. Is it worth it, dude? Is it worth your life? That's the thing. Is like if you end up like you drive really stupid because you don't want to be five minutes late, but then you get in a wreck, and you're you don't make it to work. Yeah, you never go to work. Yeah, I mean that's dope. You don't have to work anymore, but now you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> or like you get into a car wreck and you're like at best two hours late. Yeah, like and you, then you got all the headache of having to like insurance, deal with insurance and injury, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's not worth it. No. I you know what? If you're just gonna be five minutes late, you're gonna be five minutes late. I'm telling you, dude, I'm like Zen master right now. Mm-hmm. I drive in the slow lane to work. Like, I'm chill. Oh, that's not me. <laughs> That'll never be me. Really? Yeah. Dude. I grew up with a slow driver. Oh, okay. Like riding in the passenger seat of an incredibly slow driver, and I just can't do it. Okay, so I'm in the slow lane, but if it's like ridiculous, I'll get over and then okay. I'll get back over. Well, what's your definition of ridiculous? Below speed limit? If you're under 10, over. Under 10, over? (laughs) Okay, well, you're not driving that slow. No, but I'm like... It's never under 10. But I'm never never racing to get to work. Okay. You know what I mean? I would always wait till the last minute. I'd always be late at my last job. You don't like it. It was dragging, dude. Dragging. And now I'm just like, dude, I got... If I leave now, I'll be like a half hour early. Let's get out of here. I just leave. Nice. I have an incentive of getting there earlier because the earlier I get there, the sooner I can go home. Yeah, that's I have that true. Fl- I have that flex band start. I mean, I could flex, but I should flex now. But like, government lets you flex, dude. What's up with that? I'm. They're uh, competing against themselves apparently for <laughs> like for good benefits. What do you mean? Well, I mean, think about it. like I don't think there's like any private. I mean, there might be some private sector jobs that allow you to have like a two hour. Like flex start time. Oh yeah, uh, all these different like you can. 
Like I basically can make make my own hours. Is if there I like wanted a to... bar where you can't go? Like that's too early. That's ridiculous. You can't start earlier than seven. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you and you can't start later than nine. Because I'd be like starting at five, getting off at like two. But there are some like you can go to like this, uh, like four, like where you one week you work five tens, and then the next week you work. Oh yeah. Jen does like, that. Um, f- you work four tens. Well, or she used like to. Yeah. Something like that. You like make up that extra. You can every so you get, other like, week. A Friday off. Every other week you get a Friday off. Yeah. That's badass. Like I would love. I I'm thinking about doing that. I mean, for me it's like ten. Like, what's the extra two hours when you're already at work? Right. The problem with work is getting to work and home. Yeah. From Portland. Oh, it's terrible. Ugh, it's I can't great. believe you work there. Yeah, I'm gonna need to start figuring out the bus situation. Take it's, the bus there? Yeah, well, they'll pay. Faster? They'll pay for yeah, because you get to be in the HOV lane, and oh. you, and you don't technically have to be driving. Like you can just kind of sit back and Is listen. Is Mateo to a podcast. still taking the bus? I mean, he will once because he's only going to the office one time per week. Oh, right. I'm going to the office like three times a week because I'm still like learning yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he's only in there once a week when we he has to be there. Me, I go in like three to four times a week. Oh, so, yeah. uh, but so once, he drives. He drives on that okay, day. Okay. But he was when he was in the office five days a week for the first couple of years he worked yeah, there. He was taking the drive. He was taking the bus. That's wild. And they'll pay for your like they pay ninety dollars per month on your bus fare, which covers like twenty three or twenty four of the twenty five days that you work a month or something like oh, that. Oh wow. So, yeah. Okay. I mean that's worth it. I mean as long as you don't get stabbed or anything. The, but. The, yeah, I mean it's a it's a <laughs> Vancouver bus. It's it just it's straight to Portland and then From straight Vancouver. back. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You don't have to do a bunch of bus hopping. It's literally like it's like. Does a, it stop like to make pickups? Mm-mm. It's yes. just one bus. If you get on it to your you, work and you, back, yeah. If you get on at Salmon Ooh, Creek, I did not know that. If you get on at Salmon Creek, it basically takes you right down to downtown Portland. It's like ends up being like six blocks away from my work. Whoa! Yeah, that's worth it. Mm-hmm. That is worth it, dude. Yeah, I need to get on it because I do like have, but I do like having the flexibility. If I have my car, yeah, I can just like. Um, go to I can drive to somewhere to lunch yeah, if I want to or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I, like, but parking it was like sixteen dollars a day for parking down there. Are you effing kidding it me? It was terrible. And then I forgot to pay. <gasps> I use it with Parking Kitty that app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, dude, that's not worth it. It's starting to not be worth it. It's starting to not be worth it. <laughs> yeah. I just am so I I didn't grow up riding the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did, dude. I, I didn't I like the hood life. So I didn't. I'm like I have this like I don't want to ride the bus. No, no, no. That's tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it goes straight from there to there. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You just sit back and relax, listen to a book or something. Yeah. Listen to say what you mean. But yeah. I already <laughs> do that though. Dude, you should do that. Mm-hmm. You should take the bus. That sounds like a sweet deal. Yeah. I yeah. Sign up for it. Jen has like a parking spot, and I'm like. They're like, oh, yeah, you can pay for a spa- parking spot at the county. And I'm like, what? And Jen's like, yeah, I pay for mine. It's like $40. A month? Yeah. That's not bad. I know. But I, at first I was like, that's ridiculous. Well, she's not driving into work, so now I'm using it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, if it works for both of us, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Anyways, how are you? I Good. Are good. you good? Yeah, I had like uh, it was uh, this weekend was a great reset for me. Good, um, I knew you needed it. Yeah. You said you needed it. Thank you for vocalizing that. Yeah, I just uh, it was like sat like Saturday. I, like the last few weekends, it just not worked for getting out, and so finally like Sunday, um, I hunted Saturday because it's mm-hmm. coming to the end of the hunting season. So I just been trying to hunt as much as possible, mm-hmm. um, and then hunted, hunted Saturday. 
and then Sunday it was just like the perfect the perfect weather right. up there. And we went. Like, I'm just gonna go to St. Helens because there's nobody nobody ever goes to St. Mount St. Helens. No, it's just like everybody goes to Mount Hood. Yeah. So there was nobody up there. We left at like 3:30 in the morning. Uh, got up there. Um, it's crazy because like, Mount St. Helens is eight thousand. Like its peak is only like 8,300 feet. Okay, which is pretty low for like a mountain mm-hmm. because it blew its top off, mm-hmm. right? Pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Mount Hood is uh, Why East. Why East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lewitt is eight eighty three hundred. Why East yeah. is uh, I think eleven something. Kept and then, top on. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then modest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then Adams. Um, yeah. Adams, I think it's a little over twelve. I mean, have you ever been to Adams? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's that? My new. It's just like if you go to Hood River uh-huh. and then go north. Okay, it's that's in the that's the Mount okay. Adams Wilderness. That is com- like Mount Hood, Mount St Helens. At least has like some, I guess the Mount Hood, the Mount St Helens National Monument. And mm. there's like there's some on the front side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. There's some like our side of like Mount St yeah, Helens because yeah, yeah. when I where I go, I go to Castle Rock and then up. So like I'm on the crater side. Oh, okay. Of Mount St Helens. Interesting. Whereas we face the yeah the the non crater side mm-hmm. from where like, Vancouver. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it looks like on the other side. That's why you got to go up with me, dude. dude. I love that, dude. That's it's like the, a peep show. That's dude. the side. <laughs> you get to see a mountain with its top off. Yeah, dude. Uh, so <laughs> mountain stripping. Yeah. Uh, the, that's wild. Yeah, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So love it. Love. Anyway, my my goal for this summer is mm-hmm. to explore the Mount Adams mm. uh, wilderness because. That's even less like developed. There's right. like no towns up and around mm-hmm. it because like on the front side of Mount St. Helens, you've got Cougar, yeah, and there's like the Lake Merwin and yep. Yale yep. and stuff like that. So there's a lot going on, yeah. Whereas this is like Mount Adams is just like all four, like it's only wow. forest road access. Okay. So I really want to go up there and hang out. Anyway, Scary. Mount St. Helens, beautiful. Got up there. There's like no snow until you get to like the peak peak. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just kind of weird to me. And it was warmer. Like, this weekend was cold down here. Yeah, it's cold today. It's yeah. beautiful today, but it's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got up there, and it was by 11, it was 50 degrees. Oh, wow. Up there. And it was okay. colder. It was 35 when we got back into Castle Rock at noon. Oh, heading back. Yeah. Oh, wow. So heading down, it, yeah, got, it colder got colder. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that fog that just, like, settled mm-hmm. in. And it, I'm convinced, like... The earth has to be warming. Yeah. Because, dude, my dog's got ticks mm-hmm. in middle of January yeah. on Mount St. Helens. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Don't even get me started on climate change, dude. <laughs> I I was just like, dude, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ticks should not be active in January. Uh, I was, I'm listening to that Obama book, and he's mm-hmm. talking about, like, the getting that started and get that ball rolling and all that stuff. And it's frustrating. But then... Uh, Either way, I mean, there is, we were at 120 degrees this summer, dude, Mm -hmm. in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Is that just, like, what what is that? We're just, okay. Yeah. Like, it's so hot that we're shutting in. Like, that's miserable. Yeah. I mean, I had to work. I would have been outside for sure. (laughs) I love that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was miserable. Yeah. So you got ticks. Yeah, the dogs yeah. got ticks. We had this. We spent all 
Sunday afternoon picking them off of them. We gave that them, many? Yeah, we gave them tick bass. We probably took 30 off of <gasps> Bo and maybe like another 20 <clears throat> off of Tucker. <clears throat> They're like the little tiny wood ticks, though. And thankfully, we had just given them their flea and tick medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the few that did burrow instantly like died. Oh, God. Did I ever tell you about the time I got a tick? No. Dude, I was with Rudy. <laughs> We're chasing a deer in this open field up on, uh, what is that? Um, it's a little Pal Butte. Okay. We're up on Pal Butte at the top. We were just walking, and we see a deer, and so we start like, walking through the bush mm-hmm. like, towards it. and then That just sounds like exactly like something Rudy Walrod yeah, would do. Yeah, that's what we yeah. were doing. Mm-hmm. And so we're like calling it, making sounds at it, like walking towards it. We got pretty close, right? Um, and then we're, I just went home, and I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to my parents. I'm in the room. I'm talking to them. And, like, I kind of, like, just put my hand behind my head like that, mm. and I was like, I, I, I don't know why I did it. It was just casual. I'm being too casual, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it, like, felt like a scab. Mm. And, like, I'm like, what is that? And then it's not, like, coming off. And I'm like, what is that? And I, like, think I'm picking a scab, and then I, like, pull it, and I look down, and freaking tick is rolling on the ground oh it hadn't burrowed yet it it was it not it was stuck there pretty tight mm-hmm. but it hadn't burrowed because my dad my dad checked but i was like what the fuck is that he's like that's a tick dude and i'm like oh god how so, big of a tick was it i mean like the end of my pinky mm. yeah okay gross dude yeah Ugh. so mm-hmm. now i'm like nope and once they get all swelled up because they've been like sucking, sucking blood, blood. They get really, they get nasty. Ugh, They're so gross. God, have you ever, have you ever been like so? Deer and elk get like the actual like deer ticks. How big are those? Dude, those things are like at <gasps> least like in like I don't know like an inch, like a quarter size. Yeah, well, probably not nickel. Probably nickel size. Oh, jeez, dude, they're dude. so gross. Like when you kill, like if you kill an elk or a deer, yeah. you gotta be really careful because they just start coming off of them because <gasps> the animal's dead, the host is dead, so they start like detaching shut up yeah dude it's so have you gross. seen it oh yeah is that on youtube i'm sure remind me okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to see some it's shit so gross man um that's wild dude well i'm glad you got out um oh, if, uh, i bought a new ca- i bought finally i bought my, you my did camera. Buy a new camera is that that picture you took with the new one no oh, okay i haven't gotten a lens for that yet oh okay that's the problem with uh cameras is that nobody ever no <laughs> there's no interchangeability between lenses yeah that's lame yeah so i have all of i have a bunch of lenses that work for my nikon uh but nothing that works for my new sony okay um that one i took with uh, a fuji mm. mirrorless that i have been perpetually borrowing from my old manager at my mm. old work yep, yep, yep. And he's, now that i bought my the sony mirrorless i need to give him back his fuji right but uh even used lenses mm-hmm. are so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But I got a great deal on this camera mm-hmm. from Pro Photo Supply. I just popped in there one day because I needed a new... F- after I had... I fell into the icy creek and I yeah. lost my, my filter, I went in there to buy a new one. And I was like, hey, like, do you guys happen to have any Sony A7R2s just lying around? Because that's like like a five or six-year-old camera body. Like, mm-hmm. they don't make it anymore. And they're like... Oh, actually, yeah, we just took one in. It's not available for like sixteen because we have to, we just took it in. And our our when we take in used cameras to make sure they're not reported as stolen, we hold them for sixteen days before they're available. Mm-hmm. I took a look at it. I was like, "Can I put my name on that?" And then so then they're like, "Yeah, perfect." So then I it just happened to be a complete whim. Usually, I would never Whoa, even. Whoa! Uh, look I, at you, dude. So that, at, uh, What'd that, you say? Making Call, moves. Making moves, making dude. Moves. So, <laughs> look at you. Yeah, I got my new camera. I got out football. Flag football started again. Yeah. Um, they the league is 
uh, asked me to come because they're doing eight man again, which is like full contact mm-hmm. of lines and like offense and defensive lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to come photograph it. So I, I went and did that. So mm. that was kind of cool to figure out how to photograph something other than a waterfall or a mountain. Right. Oh, yeah. So challenging yourself, dude. Yeah, it was fun. That's cool. So what is it about getting out there? Do you think that is that reset for you? I don't know. I think it's just being like one. I think it's going on like a really long hike because I back in the day before COVID, Mm -hmm. um, my idea of a week of a of my weekend was to just sit on the couch right unless i went duck hunting right um and i never did anything like the thought of going and hiking for eight miles for fun sounded just absolutely miserable yeah and then now so it's like getting out and doing something that i would have never done like i feel Mm. like i would have never done before it's kind and then also like kind of i guess just the feeling of pushing myself okay and doing something like doing something um that's you know somewhat difficult yeah something that uh, not a lot of other people do. So, Clearly. Uh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> the, but it's it's nice just being like out there and away from every, like way out there and completely away from yeah everybody. Yeah. And it's just, dude, it's so, it, some of the places I've been, there's some places, like some hikes I go on and I'm like, no, oh, that was kind of a waste of, that was kind of a waste of money and waste of time. Yeah. Like you think about the cost of gas and everything. Sure. But Coldwater Lake, which is up on Mount St. Helens, mm-hmm. is never like I've been there so many times. I've been there all different types of year. There's never been a time where I'm like, oh, that like two and a half hour drive wasn't worth it. Yeah. yeah. It's just such That's crazy. It's, it's just that such much an, of a drive. It's such an amazing place. Yeah. And you have to go once in your life for sunrise there. Yeah. Because the the way Coldwater Lake is kind of like a bull. It's like a really, really long it almost looks kind of like maybe like the fjords in like new like uh like Norway where okay. it's like really, really high walls and mm. it's like the lake is re- longer than you can like see to the end mm-hmm. too. It's just, and it's the, well you can, that's how I, but it's right. really, really long, narrow lake. Mm. And where the sun comes up, it comes up just on the other side of this like one peak. Mm-hmm. And so it like, it just starts to illuminate the, the bowl around it as it's coming up. Dude, it's absolutely just incredible mm-hmm. to be up there for sunrise. Um, so I highly recommend I think my only sp- doing it point of reference is your photographs so i'm sure my 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 even my imagination of like how you're describing it is much different than what it actually looks Mm -hmm. like or even looks like in the photographs yeah i mean there's this really cool dock um you can walk Mm. out on um and like the nice thing is is that to get that photo it's literally like maybe 500 yards from the parking lot mm-hmm. you just walk down onto this it's called birth of mm. a lake trail because Coldwater lake was created when mount st helens erupted mm-hmm. um and then so it's a relatively new lake which is kind of neat that in is its cool. own way. uh but then you walk like when you do we actually so i always stay there and take my pictures and then i do the walk i do the hike that's just goes down the one side of the lake and back mm-hmm. which is about eight miles um total so it's it's a it's in it's it's just so nice to be yeah. up there. Well, I'm glad you didn't come play basketball. Why? Because I tweaked my back like early. Really? Yeah. And I was like, dude, are you effing kidding me? It's just me being out of shape and being. That's why this week I've been upstanding and walking mm-hmm. and moving more. And like next week I'm gonna go again. Herzog's gonna go next weekend. Mm. Um, you know. Do you do any back stretches? I do now. <laughs> I always stretch before and mm-hmm. after, and like. And but not as much after as I should. No, just like during the week. No. Dude, oh, 
I hadn't been, and I could feel mm-hmm. the tension in my back before I went and played. Yeah, and it wasn't enough to just wake up and stretch the morning before. Mm-hmm. I I really like stretching my lower back. Yeah, I don't know if that's what you. It is my lower did. back. Yeah, um, there's some really good lower back stretches. I'll yeah. send you on YouTube. We that sound just... fucking awesome right now. <laughs> Dude, I don't care when you hit thirty and you got to start stretching. Otherwise, you're, yep. you're, you start to you start to hurt. But so. you're making fun of everyone else who stretched like your whole childhood. Oh yeah, I always thought people were super lame for stretching. <laughs> um. Okay. So on my list of things to talk about, I don't know if you have things to talk about, but one of them was um, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. You stupid son of a bitch. So Biden calls Peter. How do you say his last name? Ducey. Ducey. Um. Spoocy. Deuce. Deucey? Deucey. Is it D-O-O? D-O-O-C-Y. So, Deucey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, calls him on a hot mic, says, what a stupid son of a bitch. Um, I got feelings and I got thoughts, but what do you think? Well, I mean, it, it, it was coming. Fox News sent him strict... Fox News sent him to the press score specifically to be an agitator. Right. That's what he does. Yeah. I mean, that's what he... He's too dumb to to do anything else right so his whole he knows the only reason why he has a job with fox is to continue to be a provocateur right um and push their line no matter in like he has no because he knows that's his only lifeline he doesn't he doesn't have any uh values morals like or any pride mm-hmm. that he cares about so it's just about protecting yeah. so he's just gonna go do whatever he has to do to be just an absolute boob so you are completely okay with what biden said yeah i mean isn't that what we isn't that what everybody loved about trump right <laughs> yeah and if trump was only that that was the only thing that trump had was like calling someone who was a son of a bitch calling people breath. who are legitimate stupid sons of bitches <laughs> sons of bitches if that was the only thing that trump did yeah I'd been fine with like I would have been fine with Trump as a person. Now, if it was his personality and then still trying to enact all of the shitty things he was trying to enact, I would wouldn't like him. Right. But I wouldn't have a problem with the stupid son of a. I wouldn't really have a problem with the stupid right. son of a bitch thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with. I don't, I don't have a problem with that mm-hmm. at, with this at all. I know that's kind of. Uh, that might be. I don't. People might think I'm Who biased knows? for that. Who knows? I mean, yeah. Is it bias? Is it um, hypocritical? I just kind of, I mean, I just kind of laughed. Yeah. At it. Yeah. It's an old man. Dude, I don't, even I, if it wasn't an old man. Yeah, like, but I don't, I don't think he gives a fuck that he was on a hot mic and said it. No, he said it <laughs> loud enough that even if he was, even if the mic was turned off, people yeah. were going to hear him. Yeah. Um, I, even if it wasn't an old man. Yeah. Say it was Cory Booker. Yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't really, I don't think that that degrades our politics. Right. Yeah. There's a difference between, Somebody who's doing the job to be a provocateur mm-hmm. that you call a stupid son of a bitch versus somebody who is genuinely trying to get information to let to report for the American people mm-hmm. and you call them a stupid son of a bitch or the enemy of the people. Yeah. There's there's an ocean of difference between those yeah. two things. Yeah. Um now I were there certain I mean, I don't know. I wasn't. I did not pay attention to the press corps every single day during Trump's. Yeah. Um, and I haven't paid attention to it every single day under Biden. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there were um, MSNBC or CNN reporters who were purposely trying to piss off. But look at the people they put in charge of the press corps. Like Trump sent idiots to be in charge of the press corps. Right. I don't know. It's just there's. 
I don't really think, feel like there's a lot of com- points of there's not really a lot of fair comparison there okay. between the two administrations. Okay. But you said you had a lot of feels. No, I mean that I said them. Like, okay. I mean, you have somebody who's being a provocateur versus the president calling someone the enemy of the people who's mm-hmm. just trying to give information yeah. that you're withholding mm-hmm. or that you're being manipulative about. Yeah. Well, I mean, it works. I sent this to you and CJ. Like, Ducey, Ducey works perfectly for Fox News mm-hmm. because either they don't take him seriously, Jen Psaki or Biden or whomever is speaking on behalf of the administration. Right. Don't take his stupid questions seriously. Yeah. Because they're stupid. They're absolutely stupid. They're, they're not based on any sort of reality. Yeah. It's just echoing whatever is popular sentiment on OAN or, uh, I was going to say grinder. What is their, <laughs> what is their, uh, parlor, whatever, parlor, what, yeah, 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 whatever the, the social media havens mm-hmm. these people have crawled into. Um, the, um, Anyway, like, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I got... So, Parler and... Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. We lost I'm, you. I lost me. Jake, where are you? <laughs> echo, echo, echo. Uh, yeah, sorry. I don't I don't know what point I was going to make. But, uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just talking about... They know that they're going to engage with him, Um it, that way, you mm-hmm. know, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about like uh, Pasaki. Every time he asks these questions, these just stupid ass questions. Oh, that's where I was going. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. No, continue. No, I, you forgot. I don't want you to forget <laughs> <Okay>. again. <laughs> Is that uh, if they ignore him, yeah. they can they can be like, oh, see, look, what are they hiding? Yes, yes. And then that's where I was going. And if they do take him seriously. He just keeps asking, and I've watched this. Yes, there's been times where Pasaki, <laughs> yes, or uh, has been like. Okay, I want to try to answer his question. Yes, and then he'll be like, "Okay, but what about this?" And it's an even more ridiculous question, and he just devolves it and wastes yes. everybody's time. Yes, or you finally get them to the point where they are pissed off enough at you that you could catch them on a hot mic, <laughs> and then everybody can clutch their pearls as if their president, who they worship, yeah, didn't literally make fun of disabled people live on air. Yeah, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. F-O. Well put. Well put. That's what I was going to say is like taking answering those questions seriously. And then, yeah, he always what about what about what about what about? And then it's just like you're just eating up time. And like p- people in this country do give a fuck about what the president has to say, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just Ducey just wants that one that one soundbite, however yep. it is. Yep. So they can just take it out of context and blast it all over um, the uh, Fox News. The airwaves, um, dude. The Fox News Entertainment um, Did you have anything for today? I mean, what's going on in Ukraine? Okay, let's go there. That's on my thing. Okay. Uh, so the Ukraine. So the U.S. Uh, wrote, um, delivers a written response to Russian demands amid Ukraine crisis. How do you feel about this, Mr. International Politics? Uh, I mean, it's. I think it would be a absolute monumental failure mm-hmm. of the Biden administration's foreign policy if it cannot deter Russia from invading U- Ukraine. Okay. So what is what is Russia demanding? I have no idea. They don't want Ukraine to be able to join NATO. So what okay, if is that the 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 threshold or the line that that, that is prompting well, no, okay. them to no, no, encroach you, on borders? No, they like so 
this is what two bit dictators do consistently mm-hmm. when they're facing a lot of internal unrest and people are getting tired of their shit. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, they they go and they beat the drum of nationalism, of nationalism and yep. the the for, the pride the and other. the glory of the of the Soviet Union. Yes. Ukraine has always been like this little like has always unfortunately been the victim of Russian expansion and Russian Russian aggression. Mm-hmm. They've always seen like they've seen Russian uh, Ukrainians as like a subjugated race. Mm-hmm. Like were the serfs under the Soviet Union. Wow. Like even during the czarist times, mm-hmm. Ukraine was constantly their people were just constantly being massacred, starved to death, over like insulate essentially enslaved into a serfdom. Mm-hmm. Then under Stalin, um, Ukrainians with the like the the Great Famine, mm-hmm. millions of Ukrainians have died under Russian rule. Mm-hmm. And that's because a lot of and like Russia sees Ukraine as rightfully like basically as rightfully theirs. Right. And there are some Russian uh, like culturally Russian people in Ukraine mm-hmm. who want to be back part of Russia. Okay. So there is some separatists. There's some separatists. Po- pocket of separatists. Yeah. In Ukraine. In Ukraine yeah. Who are calling for the reunification of Ukraine or parts of Ukraine back right. into Russia. Saying that when the former Soviet Union collapsed, the way that the border was drawn with present-day Ukraine locked them away mm, from their country. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That, that was the whole argument about Crimea. Right. Um, and that's why, right, currently there are annexed parts of Ukraine that are under Russian control because there was separatist movements. Uh, Jesus, Russia used that dude. as pretext to then bring in their um, bring in their military. Right. So there's a lot of fear that Russia is just going to basically stage some event where oh, Russian, or like that. Russian, what's it like called? Russian, like cultural, cultural Russian, like a red flag, red flag, yeah, uh, event where cultural Russians get attacked. Yes, and then Russia, in Ukraine, in Ukraine, yes. and then Russia uses that as a pretext to invade. Wow. Um, my take on it is is that the reason why you see all of this sword rattling Mm -hmm. by the russians is because vladimir putin has never been more unpopular at Mm. home and he's really been stoking the for bringing russia back to its former glory under the soviet union and we're going to expand russia we need to keep they're doing they're saying like we don't want ukraine to join nato because we don't want western a western power right on our border yeah yeah um so they're going to eliminate they're going to take over that buffer zone before the west takes over that buffer zone yeah so it's like they see it their words is that they need to preemptively take over ukraine otherwise Mm. it's going to fall into western hands right right? so but there's really no fear of ukraine joining nato Mm -hmm. because how nato works two of the minimum threshold that you have to meet to be able to join NATO, mm-hmm. I guess be a, a, per, a permanent member, is that you have to have no border disputes, okay, and you have to have put like like pretty much established political stability. Ukraine has neither. Ukraine right. has rampant c- corruption in mm-hmm. its government, and Ukraine has a lot of it because of Russian Russian meddling, right? Uh, but then also uh, has a significant border dispute with Russia. So really, it uh, like Ukraine had because of Russian actions in the past has almost no ability to join NATO to begin with. Yeah, so or it's stabilized kind of, to get to that point. Yeah, so it really is kind of 
farcical that Russia is saying, well, we need to keep Ukraine from joining NATO. Well, like you guys have already done that. Yeah. Continuously. <laughs> so it's not like you don't need to invade Ukraine to keep them from joining NATO. You've already effectively done that right. by doing what you've been doing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's more or less just trying to, um, bolster. This is why I don't, I don't truly believe that it's in, I I think if the door was open Mm -hmm. and Russia felt like the West, uh, wasn't going to make their life hell for doing it, Mm -hmm. like I think he would do it, Mm -hmm. but I think the cost of him doing it is going to be so high that it's not actually worth it. And what he's doing right now is just to try to appease um, his detractors at home. Right. I can't help but think of like as, let's say, somebody who is not living well in Russia and you see the leadership in Russia now seeking to expand or push towards Ukraine, like talking about glory of of the soviet union expanding it's like dude we are not doing well here like that's my first thought like it trying to put myself in a position where i'm seeing the government like push towards expansion and and you know just blowing horns about the soviet union i don't i don't know well one we have we've grown up in a country that has the benefit of a free press yeah russia does not yeah so True. everything is state owned, yeah. state run media. Yeah. So maybe um, they don't know. And even the even the news outlets that aren't state run are the CEOs are handpicked by the government. Mm. So it's like they are government without actually being government. Yeah. So That's you've got a lot you have a lot dude. of narrative spinning. Yeah. Um there are a lot of people who in Russia who I would assume that would be against um expansion otherwise. But then they're being fed this line that if we don't do this, the the yeah. the security of the of the motherland is at stake. Yeah, yeah. And do we want more Western meddling in mm-hmm. Russia? And you stoke up all of these yeah, fears. Yeah. Um, it's the same That'll thing we. Bring... It's the same thing we did. It's like the Soviet bear, right? Yeah. We got to yeah. stop the the red expansion. Yes, McCarthyism. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's this. We've we've done the exact same thing, <laughs> sure. right? It's it's all narrative building and trying oh, to like trying to change God. perceptions at home to manipulate people, public opinion to to get them on board with what you want to do. Um, oh God. So. I think there are a lot of people in. I, th- I mean, I don't know. I don't know anybody in in Russia, but right. I would like knowing how other societies act. Nationalism is a really big motivate, like motivating yeah. factor. And if you think about what Bush, like after we went to like in mm-hmm. war itself, yeah. is yeah. a very big rallying, like rallying around the flag event. Yeah, people like you're not. You don't want to be the one saying I don't support my country during war. Yeah. Look at what Bush. I mean, if you go and look at Bush's approval rating after after we had invaded yeah. Afghanistan and after we invaded Iraq the first time, he was at eighty three percent in two thousand three. Yeah, eighty three percent. You can't get eighty three percent of Americans to agree on anything. Yeah, but they agreed on Bush and they agreed on going to Iraq because it was the safety of the country, yeah. regardless of how most of those people felt about this country right. prior to two thousand one. Yeah. So you create an existential. You, cr- you create an ex. You create an existential. You create an existential. An existential threat. Yeah. And you rally everybody around it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that 9/11 was an inside job. Right. But there. It was. But it. We. I mean, it. It was a motivating factor to yeah. get to get the mobilization of the American society to go to war. Yeah. So 
I mean. So what do you? What is? Why is it falling on Biden to? And why do you say that this this will be a reflection of his foreign policy? Because NATO is built on deter- NATO. NATO exists because it's a deterrent. Yes. And NATO only works if you have complete. I think NATO only works if you have complete buy-in. Yeah. And the United States has also built up this idea and whether you can argue that American America has violated this norm and value more than any other country since the fall of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. But the UN uphold like the, the United States created the international order after World War II. Mm-hmm. Created the UN, it created all of these all of these international institutions and organizations in its in its image to try to promote one basic one of the most like this one basic value above all that the sovereignty of the nation state is paramount Mm -hmm. and it can only be violated under very circum very certain situations and that's a response to nazi germany right so um in trying to de in trying to it's era of decol also what came out of the era of decolonization like there's trying to end colonialism and end and never see what happened in Germany again and yeah. to create that there would be some sort of coalition available to go and deal with a Nazi Germany for sure in death camp <laughs> death camps yeah so by allow if you allow Russia to invade Ukraine and violate Ukrainian sovereignty mm-hmm. with no actual re- like no actual response yeah because we're not going to respond we're not going to go to war in Ukraine over Russia mm-hmm with with Russia over Ukraine. Right. Because we don't have a treaty obligation to do so. Yeah. But the problem is is that if you let them take Ukraine, there are other nations in NATO that we won't go to war that we won't go to war with Russia either if they decide to annex. Mm-hmm. There are multiple NATO state NATO NATO member states, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, uh, Bulgaria, Romania, they're all also sitting right there, right on the Russian border. Mm-hmm. They're the the first three I listed: Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia are sitting between Russian territory, those three countries, Russia heartland. Mm-hmm. What if they just decide to connect that strip of land? Right. Are we going to go to a full fledged war with a nuclear armed Russia over Estonia? Mm-hmm. We're we have to. Yeah. Technically, we're, we're supposed to, based on the Article 5 Treaty of NATO, attack on one is an attack on but all. But also the allies yeah. of NATO. Mm-hmm. But we're the biggest funder. Yeah. We control the military arm of NATO. Mm-hmm. So when NATO was, was... So NATO is an organization. It's North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Mm-hmm. The, the word organization is key here because that means that it, NATO exists above nation states. So mm-hmm. there are people who are NATO employees. They're not employees of the United States That's or Great wild. Britain. Yeah. They're employees of NATO. Mm-hmm. So there is a part of NATO that is insulated from the po- like the internal politics yeah. of nations of nations, yeah. and those they run like the day to day. Yeah, but everything else, where any decision that NATO makes has to be made on um, unanimous. It has right. to be consensus, yeah, hundred like percent consensus. That's why when Germany vetoed Estonia putting boots on the ground in Ukraine, um, that was because Germany and the rest of NATO. Germany just happened to be the one to veto it. We don't want Estonia putting boots on the ground in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. What happens if Russia invades and Estonian troops are killed? Mm-hmm. That creates a quagmire, and right. all of a sudden we are going to have to defend Estonia. Yes. 
So that's why we didn't. We don't want. We're not going to go to war in Ukraine over with Russia. Yeah, we're just not. But we have to deter them at all costs because the domino fallout right, from it right. is potentially catastrophic in terms of undermining the entire. Because the only way NATO works is yeah. if it maintains its credibility as a deterrent. Right. And as soon as that there is a crack in that foundation, mm-hmm. NATO becomes useless. Jesus. Or you go to war yeah. to rebuild that. Yeah. And we've been able to use NATO as a deterrent mm-hmm. without actually having to go to war mm-hmm. other than with failed nation states. Right. So that's my like that's why I'm saying like Biden has got to find a way to deter Russia and make the costs mm-hmm. so great on Russia that if they choose to do this, yeah. um, it's it, it's not worth it to them. He yeah. has to make it not. He has to find a way to make this not worth it to them because Jesus, because Russia knows that we won't fight them. Yeah. So how do you get them to to not do it? Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like, that's why it would be a failure of the Biden administration if he cannot find that right. find a way to do it. Okay. Well, that's um, exciting. I hope that I tried. I hope it at least what I like my whole long no, expose awesome. there helps shed, awesome. helps shed some light on a yeah. very convoluted yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no fucking idea what the hell's going on. I just know that Biden's going to do something because he's got to protect his boy Hunter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Russia's coming for the for the emails and the yeah, server, dude. Oh, that's, that's right. That's what this is all really about. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit about Snow White and the Seven Doors. Oh, I heard Dinklage got mad about something. Well, he's just saying like, if you guys are all progressive and like mm-hmm. moving forward, Disney, but you're gonna remake Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs with seven dwarves in it in that in that capacity, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. He wasn't stoked. He kind of kind of went off on him. I just saw the story today. I don't know much about it. He said Peter Dinklage recently called Snow White a fucking backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave, and he he says he was taken. They lived in a hut, or like I a mean, cottage. Maybe Disney's version, right? Oh, okay. Who knows, right? Because mm-hmm. this is a Disney remake. But um, he said he was taken aback that the film was moving forward. Disney since has released that we are taking a different approach with these seven characters and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. So I started looking into um, the brother, Gr- the Brothers Grimm like original story. Mm. Um, I was trying to do it like on breaks and stuff. Um, I didn't get too far, but... I couldn't help but think about because they are dwarves in the story, in the, in the original Br- Brothers Grimm story. Okay, so you know that gets to the into the conversation about like kind of offensive writing or like canceling Doctor Seuss, right, or canceling these elements of the Brothers Grimm. Stories. So how does the Brothers Grimm have anything to do with Snow White? Because it's a Snow White. That's their story. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They mm. wrote it. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. So, but Disney changed it. Mm. They changed quite a bit about it. Um, so, why? So the argument, I guess, you could look at is either why couldn't they change it, mm-hmm. but then also why should they change it? And now I'm not making an argument for either, even though I'm totally like I'm so gung ho in my chat with uh, <laughs> them boys to try to get canceled. Uh, but it's just interesting. Because I think about like comic book fans, right? And this is very different. It's not a, it's not equal. It's not an equal footing at all. But mm-hmm. just thinking about like how how much people fight and get pissed when it it doesn't reflect the 
um, source material, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, but then also if you're offending people or or representing an entire community or, or of, of people in a way that's offensive, then I don't know. I think it's interesting. I'm interested to see how Disney handles it. Okay. Aren't you? You don't care? I like Peter Dinklage. Me too. But I like... I don't know. I like... I love Disney. We all know this. Yeah. But I love when Disney's in the hot seat. I fucking love it. Well, they deserve to. I mean, they had... They own so many things. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like they're gonna they're gonna be in at in a controversy somewhere at some time. Yeah, pretty much always. In, perpet- just, in perpetuity, Disney is gonna be in the hot seat. Yeah, I just love seeing them like like challenge accepted. How are you gonna handle this, bitches? Mm-hmm. Like, let's see how they handle it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, is that the way that? I mean, I guess Peter Dinklage feels that way. Mm-hmm. Do we know? Does is anybody else like? That's why they're offended? doing their research, right? Okay. But that's my first question. Yeah, is like, is get, he speaking for everyone? Yeah, because we get caught up so much in this whole like everybody's trying to cancel everything, and it's literally like a small community yeah. on the internet somewhere that's mad about something. Right. It's like, well, that's not a real accurate representation, right. of how people feel about a certain topic. Yeah. Yeah. So. So who I, knows? But that's why I think that's why I'm interested right there. Mm-hmm. What you just said is why I'm interested to see how it's handled, because maybe information like that will come out. Mm-hmm. Turns out most people aren't don't give a shit. And they think that that's a, a, an important part of the story mm-hmm. or an important representation yeah. or having dwarves in a movie that are kind of her protectors. Right. Mm-hmm. Who knows how they're going to they're, they're going to they're going to show us these dwarves yeah. in this capacity. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe that's what they come to is like they're almost like the heroes of the story. And like, that's not necessarily bad. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't I mean I don't know. Like I Dinklage um isn't totally entitled to his own opinion. For sure. Um but he's wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean I would I would um yeah, I mean I guess it'll be interesting to see which way they go. I, d- I didn't even know and I don't know why Disney is making another Snow White. I don't either. I mean, you can never do anything better than Snow White and the Huntsman. I mean, um what's her face and what's his face were so good in that oh, movie. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't wasn't it uh Thor? Yeah, yeah, that guy, and then um, uh, the girl that played uh, the actress that played um, uh, Bella in Twilight. Why can't I think of her name? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not the expert on Twilight like, like you are. I'm not I mean, as well. I, I am. Kind, I mean, I of the two in the room, I am definitely the expert on Twilight. I have did you read, read them? I have read the books. Oh, why the hell? They're actually not bad. Disney Snow White, uh, Gal Gadot. Is Snow White? I'm nope, nope. She's the evil queen. Gal is in everything right now. Yeah, she's she's like Kristen Stewart was Snow White in <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, dude, it was bad. Oh my word! And it was Thor. It was mm-hmm. Thor. Yeah. Oh, but Charlie's there. She was the evil queen. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, I think Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot is straight like killing Hollywood right now. I mean, she's, she's in Wonder Woman. Everything. She's in everything. I feel like, like what she did that movie with the rock on Netflix. There's like this new, like death on a death on the Nile. She's in, oh. um, where it's like this murder mystery on a riverboat. I do like murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll have to watch it. I don't know. I didn't know she was in that much. Yeah. Anyway, she's in that movie. So we'll see what they do there. But yeah, it, I was thinking about that. There was an era when I was a kid where like, I felt like a new fucking Pinocchio movie came out like every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that one with JTT and shit. Oh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? So, I mean, they're doing a new one. See, I, I'm i uh, so tired of rehashing of the same 
damn stories, dude. Come but up dude, with something new. Okay, but I think, like, what if we go straight to the source material and make it exactly how it is? Dude, do you know, like, the real source material of some of, the, like, Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, like, it's dark shit. Yeah, Prince Charming rapes Sleeping Beauty. That's what I'm saying. Show that, and then people go, oh, fuck, we're never making this movie ever again, because that's the true story. Yeah, Disney doesn't want that shit, because you know what's a cash cow? Disney princess uh, merchandise. <laughs> Why does it got to be Disney? I'm saying get Disney out of it. And doesn't, so, like, doesn't Disney own the rights? Do they? I don't know. I mean, uh, Guillermo del Toro is doing uh, the new Pinocchio, and I don't think it's Disney. Oh. Okay. It's like stop motion. It looks cool. Really? Yeah. Oh. I love stop motion. Looks cool. Is it the claymation yeah, shit? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That. What? That's so bad. You're get dude, a life, dude. Chicken Run was the only stop motion movie that was good. Chicken Run right now. Chicken Run was badass. Dude. No. What about Robot Chicken? That show was fucking amazing. I never watched it. Oh, you would hate it. <laughs> you would hate it. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm glad I, what glad about I didn't and watch the giant it. Peach? Okay. Yeah. What about uh Nightmare Before Christmas? Never seen it. Jesus, Jake. You're fucking reading Twilight, but you've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas? Wait, is there a difference between claymation and stop? Well, claymation uses stop motion. Okay. But stop motion can also be, like, animation, too. Like, uh, maybe. That's why I'm asking a question. No, stop motion is like... Like, like you take a picture, you move it. You take a picture, you move it. You take a picture, you move it. Okay, well, then... How is that Nightmare Before Christmas? It was stop motion. It was not animated. They're figurines that they're moving. Oh, are they? Dude, it's fucking incredible. Mm. That's impressive. It's a lot of work. It's so much work. But I used to do it with like Legos and clay and stuff. Mm. And an actual like camera. One time I would take pictures and then like make flip books. I love stop motion, dude. Stop motion's tight. Remember that episode from <laughs> Parks and Rec where Ben tries to create his own stop motion? Uh, no. A little... I was and, and looking he, to rewatch it, and apparently it's not available anywhere. Uh, it's on Peacock. Yeah, I know. It's another subscription service you have to pay for. Do you have it? Yeah. Let me get a password, bro. Okay. I'll watch that shit. Right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at my spirit animals so I can mm-hmm. harness the energy of Ron Swanson. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I that feel like you're more though. of a Leslie Nope. Oh shit! Bright-eyed, believing in the probably. You had to have been in government like before college to be Ron Swanson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll break me down, dude. Maybe. <laughs> um, shit. I was going to say something, but I don't remember what it was. And now I'm in. Uh, oh, OK. So I don't know if you want to get to this. This might be too controversial to like make a stance on this. But okay. I'm interested to see maybe. Wa- I'm interested to either watch you try to dodge taking a stance or just watch you drown as you take one and you get canceled. Is this uh, how I met your father related? No. But I did watch the new episode. Because I'm getting a divorce over the new episode. Why? She said it's good. Actually, to quote my wife, I watched this week's How I I Met Your Father, and it's great. It's not great, Kylie. It's not great. Um, Well, just for that, she's going to (laughs) message and say that it was great. But I watched it. You, apparently, you're making opinions, and you haven't even fucking watched a second of it. I have watched a second of it. In passing, as you're heading to the kitchen at Mega Club Sandwich, that doesn't count. Watched clips. Okay. On YouTube? Or are you, like, watching, like, mm, this is dumb, just as dumb as I thought, and then leaving the room? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I watched it. Uh, yeah, dude. So, here's my thing. 
And I'm only, I guess, talking to Kylie because she's the only person in the world other than me who's watching this show. Which but, is good. I mean, it's going to get canceled. Yeah, right. It's going to get canceled real quick. Hillary Duff is completely useless. Who's the main character of How I Met Your Mother? What? Oh, that's okay. I, they're all they're all the okay. Main then never mind. Then my argument is wrong, and the show is actually good. All right, Kylie, you're right. There you go. He said it right there. Well, it's supposed to be Ted. It's supposed to be right, and it's supposed to be Hillary Duff. But if that's your if that's your stance, then How I Met Your Father is a good show, because right now I don't give a shit about Hillary Duff's well, character. Well, Ted was useless. So maybe it's the exact formula. I don't know, but like I feel like her friend mm-hmm. is the main character. Like I'm more interested in finding out what happens well, to him. Well, didn't you like Marshall more than Ted? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like the, the her friend that like she's trying to like set up and take the profile pic for mm-hmm. in this episode. I care more about him as a character than I do about Hillary Duff. Hmm. Well, yeah, she's terrible. <laughs> well, didn't we just make the argument last week that Ted was terrible? Yeah, terrible. Yeah, so maybe, but she's not like a terrible person. Ted is a terrible person. She's actually trying to be helpful. But she's just boring, and I don't care for her. I want to stop short of saying Ted was a terrible person. Okay, well, he's not a great person. No, he's he's not. Uh, no, he's not great. He's not. Okay, he is not Marshall Eric. If you're gonna put, I think her name Sophie uh, against Ted, I would say that Sophie is a kind person. Ted is kind of an idiot and yeah, not great for sure. But I don't care about her, especially like in the first season, the the epi- the uh, the shirt where he goes back to that. That girl that he dumped on her birthday and then breaks up again with her on her birthday. Have yeah. you seen that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course I've seen it. Where he like broke up with her yes. over the phone yes. while she was having a like a surprise birthday party. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was in the first season. Yeah, he's a solid guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So you know what? No, I'm, I'm coming back now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I, – regardless of how I felt about Ted, like – I like Marshall Moore mm-hmm. is how I feel about yeah. Ted. I still wanted to know. Mm-hmm. The driving force of the show is who's the mother. Oh, there are full seasons where I forgot that that was even a thing. Oh, not for me. So, yes, I get to celebrate Barney and, and, and everybody else, right? The, it, everybody mm-hmm. else is a main character, like you said. But I still cared to find out, oh, is this is this the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, is this the one? Yeah. For Sophie, I don't give a shit. Yeah. The thing with me, the thing that drove <laughs> me to How I Met Your Mother was that kept me watching it was the connection of the group of friends. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's, what's going to keep, keep you watching this show. Um, (laughs) so no, it's not that. Okay. Um, did you hear about the guy in Boston who was denied a heart transplant because he was unvaccinated? Oh, I did see this. Okay. So Boston hospital says it won't consider performing a heart transplant on a patient who refuses to get vaccinated against COVID-19. DJ Ferguson, 31, is fighting for his life um, and in desperate need of a heart transplant, but will not. It has been moved from the top of the list to the bottom because he's not vaccinated. That makes sense. Why? Well, um, hearts that are. Uh, to be able to find a heart that is transplantable mm-hmm. is incredibly hard. Okay. And the amount of time. In effort mm-hmm. it takes to be able to harvest a heart from a person who's recently died, mm-hmm. get that to a per, keep it alive, and get it to a person who is in need of a heart, mm-hmm. and then put that heart in that person, mm-hmm. 
and then rehabilitate and then that rehabilitate heart. Rehabilitate that heart and get that person rehabilitated and back yeah. into everyday life. That person is going to be highly susceptible. Their immune system completely compromised mm-hmm. during that whole process. Mm-hmm. We know that COVID nineteen wrecks havoc. One in hospitals, where it's that seems to be like the main place for infection, like these right. days. And two, uh, COVID nineteen just destroys immune immune immunocompromised also, individuals. Also, it affects the heart, and there's yeah. a heart inflammation. So they're already they already triage triage the shit out of people who are on transplant lists, right? Whether it's kidneys, livers hearts, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They triage the shit out of it because of how rare and expensive and difficult it is to even even an entirely healthy person who's completely vaccinated, that heart may not take for all sorts of different factors. Right. So you have to like, they have to make tough decisions. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why this decision is political is because of the arguments surrounding the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm-hmm. He is choosing to put himself at greater risk. And so therefore, the hospital has to make a decision on whether it wants to, it can afford to put that heart right. That's already a super rare commodity mm-hmm. that could save somebody else's life as well. In some, in somebody who refuses to take care, take the proper steps to take care of themselves. Yeah, I don't even think it's that controversial, personally. I mean, not when you put it like that, Jake. You always just say things so well. Sorry. <laughs> 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 or I'm just full of shit and I just talk well enough that it makes it I mean, sound no, that's good. totally like, uh, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about like the medical. Of course, I wasn't thinking about the medical approach to like why they would actually deny this person. But of course, you with your logical brain come in and just like, you're an idiot, Jeff. I'm so glad I didn't go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Really? Yeah. Why not? What do you have to say? You don't want to know. No, I want to hear it. <laughs> Dude, fuck that guy. Great. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Like, like honestly, like, okay, I, I say that, but, like, I saw a picture of him, mm-hmm. and it bummed me out. Like, seeing the face of the yeah. person who's, like, in that situation. I'm sure if I were standing in his yeah. hospital room, I'd probably feel somewhat differently. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. And, like, Dan just went through all this shit, mm-hmm. right? So, I've seen it. But... I didn't I didn't think about all the medical shit you were talking about, so it totally makes sense. But for me, it's like, dude, like, how can you come crawling to and and come crawling in, in such a vulnerable state to the science of fucking medicine and ask for them to save your life when you are obviously denying the science of medicine? Yeah, it seems a bit hypocritical. I mean, it's a politi- it's a political decision on his part. Yeah. His decision not to get vaccinated has nothing it's to not do with health. It's not a medical decision. It has nothing to do with his health. No. And that gets me to when I was getting my transfusion, and that woman is hacking and dying, mm-hmm. and she's like, okay, completely okay with being infused with the antibodies mm-hmm. to help her while she has COVID, but couldn't comprehend and took that political stance of saying i'm just gonna let i don't want my body to create natural antibodies by introducing the virus by vaccine Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna risk it now i'm sick as fuck and asking for the same science and technology that would have made this a lot less severe Mm -hmm. to help me now yeah we'll put it like this like if you've got someone who's a chain smoker yeah and then needs 
uh, a heart transplant. Yeah. Dude, they they're not giving it to you. Yeah. Feel free to go pack your smoke your five packs a day. Yeah. Is but, that true? Yeah. I mean, dude, the list of heart trans like the what you have to be able to do to get a heart transplant mm-hmm. is either A be super effing rich mm-hmm. or two, like you gotta be you gotta meet the triage. I didn't even think about like the the commodity of the heart and the cost of that heart, mm-hmm. right? And and the risk and the cost benefit of putting it in somebody who smokes or is denying a vaccine because of political reasons versus somebody who is is trying to live healthy and when you, is vaccinated. When, because and, there are so many people who need heart transplants yeah. and so few hearts, they're already making decisions on life or death. Yeah. It's not a it's not a can we save everybody, it's who can we save. Yes. That's fucking crazy. So if you're choosing to not get a vaccine, they have to make that's your choice based on all sorts of calculations in your world yeah the the hospital also has to make those calculations yeah based on life or death of the million other people who need a heart transplant yeah so i wrote down this is i don't know if this is controversial but i said there's prioritizing people who prioritize people i mean that's that's a great sentiment a great value I i don't know if that's it Right, but that's how I think about it. I mean, right? that's how we can feel about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to help somebody who cares about helping other people more than I care about somebody. Like, who's thank selfish. God I'm not that in that position where I have to choose life or death. Yeah, but I can prioritize people in my own circle mm-hmm. who prioritize people. But that's the th- same thing, right? Is that um, uh, like there are there was a guy in England who got this. Uh, he was a criminal. He stabbed and paralyzed the guy back when they were teenagers over a fight over some over this girl that they were both tra- chasing. It's okay. this crazy story, right? Yeah. But it's kind of along the same lines of people like uh, how like doctors have to make like they have an oath to help whomever. Right. Yeah. It's it's if is this person healthy? Yeah. Will this tr- save their life? Yeah. Then they do it. Yeah. Right. Um, this guy got like this pig heart transplant it's like the first ever in the world mm-hmm. and it took i, I heard a little and this bit guy was like that. a criminal and remember he's saying like this guy didn't deserve it because of all the stuff that he did yeah. well the dude that he stabbed came and said of course that guy deserves it no he shouldn't have to be wow. he shouldn't have to be like he shouldn't have to be um penalized for something he did way in the past mm-hmm. like um he just like he deserves to live he deserves to live a healthy life right um I guess I, I don't know if that relates at all, but I just kind of another story that I thought was interesting yeah, in terms yeah. of medicine. It's like, or the humanity. Doc, like the doctors aren't choosing to not save this guy because of how they feel about the vaccine. Right. It's not political for them. No, they're choosing to, they're choosing to not give him this heart because if they give it to this guy, he catches COVID dies and that heart dies with him. Yeah. The next person on the list who didn't get a heart is now still waiting for a heart and they, that they may never get and then ends up dying anyway. Yeah. And they end up dying. Yeah. So that's that is the decision making of the doctors, not because of their own personal feelings yeah. around the who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. And my, because they're out ahead. there they're out there treating the unvaccinated every single every day. Every day, yeah. And my disdain is not for this individual or any individual. It it's it's towards the politis, politicization, politic pol, how do you say that? Politi- politicization. Of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. It sucks. And it pisses me off because that puts people in this these positions, right, to then make those decisions yeah. where if we were just, like, all vaccinated, then maybe everything would be a fucking thousand times easier. And you wouldn't be 
sitting there suffering and being told that you're now at the bottom of the list for a heart transplant. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I saw that picture and it fucked me up. Yeah. Like, but originally, like, I'm just like, well, it, it's almost like when you hear about people who are denying the vaccine and denying to get vaccinated and then they go to the hospital and they die. You know, it's it's different when it's someone like just a normal citizen every day, you know, whatever, plebe, mm-hmm. right? But then when if it's like a radio sh- show host, right wing radio show host who's like pro- pushing this narrative of like, don't get a vaccine, then gets it and then dies. It's almost like, yeah, no shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's it's hard to be empathetic about that. But like, I mean, especially when you're in a power position, and you can spread that narrative. That's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. But when you're one individual man, do I wish that he could get a heart transplant? Absolutely. But it's just like a bummer that because of the politics surrounding a fucking vaccine, like that's where he is now. Yeah. And he's probably not going to live. I would imagine. Right. No. So. I mean power to him if he chooses to die instead of getting a vaccine i mean that's his own choice right isn't this all about choice i guess isn't this all about choice that's what they say yeah it's all about choice well it's his choice to not get it and at least he's he's gonna live and die with that choice right and and that's worth it i guess man that's crazy to me me too it's crazy that they're that devoted to it yeah like digging their heels in dude I don't know. Like, my dad showed me this video uh, out hunting. He was yeah. like, he's like, oh, your uncle just sent this to me, and he showed it to me and his friend. And it's Ted Nugent, and they asked him like, uh, what do you have to say to all the people? Like, it's supposed to be a choice, right? And they were asking Ted, do you know who Ted Nugent is? Yeah. Okay, so he was like, it's supposed to be a choice. Like, somebody on OAN was asking him, like, it's supposed to be a choice, right, about getting a vaccine and all that. And he's like, I, I'm, what do you feel? What how? What do you have to say to the people who just got? their vaccine and ted nugent just goes i've only got one word for you bah i'm just like fuck that i'm like fuck that guy right (laughs) right you're like you just want to be left alone yeah but yet you keep putting you keep going out there and trying to find these fights yeah you're trying to poke at other people for their choice of getting vaccinated if you are so holier than now and you just want to be left alone then just go be fucking left alone Dude, I'm banking my entire medical like decisions on everything Ted Nugent says. It's, but it's just it's annoying because like Aaron Rodgers, yeah, it's the same way. Yeah, he keeps talking about how I just want to be left alone, and why do people keep coming after me about my vaccination stance? That's own. It's my own personal choice. It's my own like my own body. I should have autonomy over my body and my own decisions. Right. But yet, consistently goes on whatever airwaves mm-hmm. will listen to him mm-hmm. to keep talking about vaccinations. It's like, well, dude, you're inserting yourself into that conversation. And yes, there are going to be people who don't agree with your beliefs. And then you decide that you're going to get offended and be a baby when they get up. They disagree with your beliefs Mm -hmm. when you're the one putting them out there. Dude, that is the marketplace of ideas, right? (laughs) That is the very thing that you say you want is everybody to have their own opinions and their own choices. So when you go and you put yourself into that environment... You you want to be insulated? Yeah. Like, no. Like, that's not how that <laughs> shit works, dude. Just because you're like this super million, like this multi-million dollar athlete, yeah. like at the top of his game, MVP, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. You're a fucking idiot. But the market of play, a marketplace of ideas is dead. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. All right. All right, bye. Bye.